for tuning in to Vibrant Life. This is episode number seven. It is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. And we're gonna chat about meat today. So I am Jessica Parker. I'm a holistic health coach with a master's in health psychology, and I'm a fitness instructor. So what about meat? We're really gonna focus on pasture-raised and specifically grass-fed and finished beef. So if you don't know already, the sponsor of my podcast is Oregon Valley Farm, which is my family-owned and operated business. We started selling just grass-fed and finished beef, and now we sell pork and chicken. We ship to several different states. So if you're interested in checking it out, um, go to OregonValleyFarm.com, go to the FAQs to see if we ship to your state. All right, you guys, so let's dive in. So meat, I've had a very interesting relationship kind of all over the place with meat, personally. Um, I was raised in the 80s, born in 76. And we actually, in my household, it was all about like whole grains and we didn't eat a lot of red meat and we ate plenty of chicken, a little bit of fish, lots and lots of veggies and fruit, stuff like that. I'm thankful that I was raised that way. I have a really good foundation of health in terms of, you know, we never ate out, like hardly ever ate out. We didn't have a lot of sugar in the house. If we did, it was like a treat. It was, you know, a birthday or something like that. So I'm really, really thankful for that. I never felt deprived. I really didn't. Um, but I would thoroughly enjoy going to friends' houses and, you know, spending the night and having sugar cereal in the morning and stuff like that that I didn't get at my house. So moving forward, I became a vegetarian when I was in my late teens and was for several years, maybe, maybe until I was like around 20, actually. So I was vegetarian and I followed the whole low-fat craze, all that stuff, and what changed that for me because i really did it not having done any of my own research and it was just kind of following trends you know like oh well meat's bad for you so you know and i was trying to be as healthy as i could i mean health and fitness has been part of my life for a long time so um i was following that trend and then i went to alaska and it changed everything <laughs> i went up there for a job and then um worked for the summer was vegetarian and then I went up there, um, I, I came back to the Seattle area for the winter. And then um, for two weeks, I had the privilege, it was such an amazing experience to go up to Kotzebue where there was a family who homesteaded 30 miles actually away from the town of Kotzebue, which Kotzebue is teeny, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny. Um, Northern Exposure, if you've ever seen that show from like eons ago, it's like that teeny, tiny little town. And this, homestead was 30 miles away from it over the Kotzebue Sound. So you either had to take a boat over in the summer or a snow machine or sled dogs during the winter. And when you fly in, <laughs> there's no getting off into an airport. Like you get off um, onto the tarmac, <laughs> which was quite the experience because I got off that plane. I did have plenty of um, layers on, plenty of layers in these big old bunny boots. But um, I was not prepared really mentally for what 30 below would feel like for the first time in my life and going from inside a plane to out on the tarmac, 30 below, super dark. I was like, whoa, where am I? Anyway, needless to say, got to um, the house that I was staying at with this awesome family. The father was a professional musher and they just lived the most amazing lifestyle they were building this huge house slash cabin um, out in the, the wilderness. 
and they had been doing doing it over like two years by the time I was there. So they would boat supplies over during the summer. It was an awesome, awesome experience. So, you know, going out to the creek behind the house, poking through the ice to get water. There was no running water. There was a wood stove for their heat, uh, outhouse. I took a bath one time, <laughs> the whole time I was there. Oh my gosh, totally different lifestyle. But as you can imagine, you know, they didn't just have a store down the, down the road. So in Kotzebue, they would get a fresh supply of fruits and veggies once every 30 days. A plane would come in and have all this cargo and that's where they would get their fresh fruits and veggies. So basically my choice when I was there, I remember the very first night, the, the woman of the house was teeny, teeny, tiny. I'm 5'4 and she was much shorter than me. She was solid muscle, solid muscle. And it was all from the work she did out there. So she um, took me outside and she's like, should we have moose or should we have caribou basically, or, or moose, you know, those were my choices. And fast forward, I ended up having moose for the first time. And clearly it was like, eat this or nothing and be miserable for two weeks. And so I had that and the rest of the history, I mean, I've been eating meat ever since. What that taught me though, seeing that lifestyle and the, the sustainability that came with it and the appreciation that came with it. It was completely different from what I knew down in, in the lower 48, as they call it. Um, I saw meat as being basically what you see at McDonald's. I just saw it as like, that's not good for you. That was just my association with it. I'm not sure, you know, if other people have that experience, but I... I viewed conventionally raised meat as like just meat. I didn't even really see it any other way because I didn't know. I didn't know any better. So these people would hunt, get a moose and like fill their freezer and feed their family for a year. And they were so grateful, so grateful, completely different lifestyle. And it tasted amazing. <laughs> so this, this really changed things for me. I ended up, um, you know, I was no longer a vegetarian after that. I ended up, you know, living up there for four years and I started learning, especially as I went through my degree and my certifications about the difference between conventionally raised meat versus pasture raised meat, like a healthy, like, you know, grass fed meat and where that is the most important thing versus meat or no meat, like what, where your meat comes, comes from, how it's raised, how, how important all that is. And even what is like put in it if it's processed at all, how those things are the most important things. So grass-fed meat, grass-fed beef, there are all sorts of like words that go around, right? You can see organic, natural, naturally raised. Um, if you, like those of us in like um, skincare and beauty type, type stuff, like we talk about um, greenwashed and that's where you see all these like buzzwords that make you think, oh, that's good. That's good for me without actually looking at the ingredients. And, you know, they are technically companies are allowed to say certain things um, that make you think, oh, this is something that is good for me and fits within that realm of like healthy, natural, whatever. And it may not be so at all. Like if you look at the ingredients, it could have several things in there that eh, don't actually match that whatsoever. But certain rules allow for that. So same with like, um, same kind of idea with, with meat, grass fed, um, can mean they're, they're fed grass. They're on a, they're on a 
pasture, but they're also fed supplemental grain or they're fed grass for most of their lives. And then the last few months, they're fed a supplemental grain to like beef them up a little, no pun intended, to fatten them up a little bit. Um, naturally raised, these natural and naturally raised don't really mean a lot. Like really, they don't really mean a lot. Organic is wonderful. And people ask us about that all the time. And um, we are not certified organic um, only because of like all the hoops you have to go through to get to that place. But it's more important for me, in, in my opinion, that we're um, antibiotic-free, we don't have added hormones, and we're grass-fed and finished. Um, because you don't have to be grass-fed and finished if you're organic. So we are essentially organic. We just don't have that label. But being grass-fed and finished is more important to me. So um, this, is, this is the thing, though, you guys. The big thing with grass-fed and finished is that we have this imbalance in our standard American diet with omega-6 fatty acids versus omega-3 fatty acids. So this is where we're gonna get a little nerdy here and dive in. So both of these fatty acids are essential, meaning our bodies don't just produce them. So we have to take them in through food or supplements. And again, they're both very important. However, omega-6, if you have too much of it and too little of omega-3, you can get a lot of inflammation in your system. In our standard American diet, <laughs> oh my gosh, our, the ratio, like it should be close to like one to one. It's actually 15 to one up to 50 to one, meaning more omega-6 than omega-3, which is a huge, huge, huge problem. And when I say inflammation, inflammation is um, associated with high risk of heart disease, obesity, prediabetes and diabetes, inflammatory bowel syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, asthma, cancer, um, any kind of autoimmune condition that you can think of, even down to, you know, like rosacea, mental health issues, such as depression. Um, there's a huge, huge connection. So this is a large problem in our standard American diet. And I'm not just talking about meat here, um, but, but this is where the concern is with grass-fed and finished. But in general, we get a ton of omega-6 because that comes from vegetable oils. Where do you find vegetable oils? Like soy, corn, canola, in everything. In everything. Restaurants cook with it. You have it in all your like crackers and cookies and baked goods and breads. And it's just in everything. Dressings, like it's in everything. So if there's one thing that I would recommend people do for themselves right now, if you're not doing it already, is cut that out. If you have canola oil, some kind of vegetable oil in your cupboards, toss it, please do yourself a favor, toss it. Um, you can cook with coconut oil, avocado oil, which I love avocado oil, olive oil, um, grass-fed butter <laughs> is awesome. Um, lots, lots of different oils like that. Um, macadamia, I know that's like way expensive, but um, those are the things that you need to be cooking with. Ghee is really good. Ghee is something, it's clarified butter. So if you have a dairy intolerance, but you like butter, that's something that you might consider because oftentimes people who have a dairy intolerance can um, tolerate ghee just fine. So um, anyway, so by reducing the level of omega-6s, um, it's so important because not only is it important like how much omega-3 you have, but you need to have less omega-6 because even if you have, how, how can I say this? So 
two people who have the same level of omega-3 in their diet, um, the person who has more omega-6 is going to suffer more from that inflammation because more omega-6 is going to basically overtake the omega-3 and make it so less omega-3 is absorbed into your body, if that makes sense. I know it can be a little confusing. So definitely pay attention to those oils. And I am telling you, it's in everything. And one of the sneaky things is that I know that everybody's noticing this now, like people are starting to talk about this finally, and I'm so thankful. Um, but you'll see, like you'll pick up a bottle of dressing or mayonnaise and it says made with avocado oil. And you're like, awesome, put it in your cart. Well, guess what? You need to turn that jar around and look at the actual ingredients because more often than not, it also has soy or canola or corn oil or whatever in it. So please, please, please do yourself a favor. Um, um, Primal Kitchen, and I'm not like associated with them in, in any way whatsoever, but they're one of my favorites. There's also Chosen Foods. I think that's the one that Costco sells for um, mayo. Anyway, those are like 100% avocado oil based. So look for that. All right, you guys, so that is all I have to say for today. Um, aside from, I think I forgot to tell you the one um, statistic, like um, with grass-fed and finished beef versus conventionally raised where they are given grain, you can have um, up to seven times more omega-3 in grass-fed and finished beef. That's so awesome and so important. And so um, that's why for me personally, it's really important. I know some people are like, oh my gosh, the taste. I'm not gonna lie, when I first started eating grass-fed beef like years and years ago, I was, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. It is a distinct different taste for sure, which should kind of clue you into a few things, right? Um, I'm used to it now and, and obviously prefer it now. But anyway, that is that. And I was gonna mention again, my webinar, I started to kind of chat about it. So I coach keto for women a lot. I do coach other things, but that's primarily my focus. And I have a group starting April 12th. That's an eight week group and we focus on holistic keto. So I do not like all the black and white rules out there with keto. Um, if you saw my webinar, you know that, or if you've been through my program before. And so we really utilize keto as a way to address what your body needs in order to function at its optimal level. If you are interested in joining us for that, I'm gonna link below to um, where you can sign up for a free consultation and we can just chat. It's a 20 minute consultation. We can just chat about um, what your goals are and if it would be something that might fit you. All right, you guys, you can find me at healthwithjess.com or on Instagram, healthwithjessica or Facebook, Health with Jess. All right, you guys, have an awesome day. Thanks for hanging out with me.